Linux in the house. Shizzle McNizzle. Welcome to Linux in the Howie House. Yeah. This is episode number six in October. <clears throat> I don't think you should say that so happy. Uh, it's kind of shameful. It is. You're shameful. I've been waiting to record for a couple weeks now. Now you be- you have not. You just spent like twenty. Actually, you spent like an hour and twenty minutes playing. Uh, your Batman game while well, I was ready to go. You're like, hold on, let me do this level one more time. One well, more time. You said you, you weren't even going to record today because you had to go to the farm and do a science project. Well, I didn't go volunteer today, and I mom's not home to take me to the store to get my science fair stuff, so I'm here to record now. So, yeah, that's all that matters. All right. Well, since our last show... Before we talk about your homework, which should have been a leisurely homework and a fun homework, let's talk about some of the feedback that we got. Okay. I have uh, a couple comments on the website. One from Dave. He said, uh, for show ideas, how about introducing Paige to some shell scripting? And for homework, she can write a simple script of her choosing and discuss how she went about it. That's an idea. How about that, huh? I have no yeah. idea what that means, and I think it sounds difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just something to think about. Uh, maybe soon we can um, jump into the shell scripting stuff. We shall see. That's a thought. Good thought. Good thought. People are thinking. Uh, yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Go bin you. Go, go bin you. Uh, talking about it's another comment said that he's loving all the gimp stuff it's in the loss in a while but after hearing your review he decided to give it another shot uh so hopefully that well he liked you talking about how you created the logo um we did not see cita sings the blues yet did we uh i kind of watched it but i kind of forget it I, th- I don't know if we actually watched. I thought we... D- I don't know yet. I, I got to pull it back down. I thought we did. I thought we did. But uh, there's something something to look forward to. Um, now, Claw 2. You know who Claw 2 is, right? Did you read his email? Um, Hold on. Let me check. I think so. I, I tried to read all the emails. Now, he's, a, he's the one... Um, well, first off, he posted in the comment on the uh, website and then he also sent us an email which is really great uh, now he he's uh, he said the GIMP tutorials are difficult to find uh, because they're oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. linear uh-huh. um, they kind of assume you know everything or know nothing he said he found a pretty good book from Packet Publishing yeah. and <clears throat> I'll have to look into that and he will be at self next year so if you go with me uh, he can maybe sit down and show you some basics. Maybe by then you'll be able mm-hmm. to show him some basics. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just kind of figure it out as I go along. I kind of like introduce myself to each tool as I make things. That's kind of how I'm learning right now. So, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Probably well, not. <laughs> well, he he breaches the subject of vectors, and I do think that once you get learning how to do vectors and stuff, you will – uh You'll you'll enter a whole new world, especially with some of the stuff we'll talk about today. Uh, 
Robert Cunningham sent us feedback. He said he's uh, we're doing great. He loves the show. He hopes to see episode six for before Christmas. Early Christmas present for you, Robert. Here you go. Yeah. Um, Patrick. Here you go. Patrick the man Pokey, who uh, loves nothing more than to push the envelope right over the top and into the uh, crevice of extreme work. Uh, actually, this isn't too tough. You might actually be working with this, and I don't know if we'll get to talking about it tonight or, or what, but uh, he he suggested you learn how to record with Audacity and do some work in Audacity. I've been I've been working in Audacity. Audacity. Uh, now, his suggestion was uh, we can record the show like a double ender, although we're, we're recording out of mumble now, so that would make it a little difficult. He says to turn the mumble bitrate settings all the way down, and... Uh, <clears throat> Well, should I actually looked into this before we started the show again? But uh, thank you, Patrick. We'll take your suggestions to heart. Good stuff. We want to get we, and and next show if the mumble's bad, that's Paige's fault. Um, oh yeah, it's it's my fault. Sure it is. Now, Klaatu sent us an email that uh, he he wants to emphasize that your show, your review of his show, the New World Order. Okay, was not mean, so don't be worried about it. Um, he's he's recommends maybe you listen to some more episodes in the future. He told me the other day he's putting one out on Slacker Media, uh, which may interest you. Huh? Keep that in mind. Um, each show's a little different, just so you're aware of that. He also said you might want to check out Hacker Public Radio. You have the sticker on your laptop. So yes, that, I do. That, that's pretty good. And, uh, along just, with the along with the Christmas sticker that Nana, your mom, sent me for Halloween. Yeah. Happy Hallow Christmas. Yeah, it's got a penguin on it and everything. Little candy canes, what now? So. That's yeah. great. But he encourages you to keep up the artwork uh, and keep up the show, so that's good. I also want to make a comment that last week I um I erroneously said thank you to Sound Chaser for providing us with the Mumble server to record from. It's actually Delwin that I should be thanking. Uh, and uh, Sound Chaser, great guy, but you know, but it's actually Delwin's Mumble server. So I wanted to make comments of that, and I hope I didn't screw it up again, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, let's uh, let's talk about your homework page. Rolling right into your homework. I know there was some more feedback, and I think I missed some people. Uh, but never fear, we li- we read all your feedback, and I keep it in the back of my mind because I know that there was a comment that I will be getting to. Uh, somebody had had thrown at us, and uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But anyway, your homework this past week was supposed to be a fun bit of homework, and that was to play, find and play two games. Well, yeah. Um, so this is the first homework that I actually didn't feel compelled to write down everything on an open office or i'm sorry i'm sorry it's not open office it's a libre office yes document um so i'm just gonna freestyle it here and see how it goes uh i did it was beneath a steel sky and battle for wesnoth map editor Um, wait 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 (laughs) did you actually play the game or did you play the map editor well you told me to download it, so I downloaded it, and I play. I tried playing both, but one of them wouldn't load, so I just looked at the map editor, too, and it wouldn't load. 
So I okay. did both of them, and I just said map editor because I did both. So I did battle for Wesnoth and battle for Wesnoth map, map editor. All right, okay. so let's talk about battle for Wesnoth first. It wouldn't load. What I, I tried. Well, it wouldn't load, and I just got a black screen, and so I tried exiting out of it and like force closing it, but it wouldn't like the force close thing wouldn't come up. It, it just stayed there and it wouldn't go away, and that's what happened with my audacity too. So I ended up just going a few days, not really doing anything with it because I had so many other things up, like uh, open off. Uh, I'm sorry, LibreOffice documents and GIMP. Uh, projects up that I was just like I don't really want to deal with this right now so I'll just do all this first and then I'll save it all and then I'll restart my computer and so I finally got around to restarting my computer today and it's all gone now and uh, I, I haven't tried to bring it back up yet but uh, it just... Wait, how long has your computer been running without a restart? Like 12 hours maybe? It wouldn't... It, it, it's froze... The... the the two applications froze last night, oh, okay. and I had all that stuff up, and I didn't want to just like all right, ex well, have just to go exit ahead. it all out. Don't worry about because I was working on things. Um, you know what I want to do? What do you want to do? Do you have anything you want to add about the map editor? Uh, I didn't understand it. <laughs> oh, yeah. actually, I do. There's no scroll but uh, scroll bar on my computer. I couldn't scroll down to the different little graphics builds. Um, yeah, that might be a whole different issue, which, uh, you know, we'll look into that together. How about that? Um, That's and we'll one thing that I don't like about whatever you installed on my computer that made it all different and whatnot. One, there's no preferences. And two, whenever I pull up a new tab, the, uh, the thing that has like the minimize, the widen, win the window widening thing and the exit out of the window, it's not there. I have to like go down. I have to right click on the thing at the bottom, and I have to press move to get it minimized a little bit. Okay. Um, and, I, and there's no preferences, so I don't know right, how to change right. that. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. One thing at a time. First off, that's the new Ubuntu. That's not I me. I didn't do it. I didn't say you did it. Uh, you just said you installed it. I didn't install it. I didn't. I, I, I mean, said you, it would you be, helped you, me. <laughs> be recommended to upgrade. What we could do, one of two things. Let's let's take a segue here, before before we get off the topic of Battle for Westnoff. Um, I just want to say let's let's hold that one off until the next show because I do want to get your opinion on Battle for Westnoff, and I don't want to talk about it right now then because you didn't actually get to play the game. Um, secondly, uh, how how do you feel? How did you feel about? We're going to segue from the game topic for a second before we talk about Beneath the Steel Sky. We're going to segue from that. Let's let's talk about the upgrade that you did. or what? Tell me how you went about doing the upgrade, and then we'll get into what the heck happened. Well, I was kind of dreading it because it appeared like two weeks ago, and I was kind of dreading it because I loved the, the version of Ubuntu that I had, and I remember the last time I upgraded, I was completely distraught, and I hated it, and you had to change it back. And so you you recommended that I change it. So I finally was like, okay, I'll change it now. And so I went in and I did that and I changed it. And then like two hours later, it was only like 25% done. And then I closed my computer. I didn't turn it off. I put it in like sleep mode or hibernate mode or whatever it's called. Not hibernate. I think it was sleep mode. I just closed it and then I opened it again and I tried everything, but it would not come off of sleep mode. And so I had to shut it off. 
and restart it. Because it just, like, the side button wasn't even, the power button wasn't even lit, but the buttons on the side were lit. It was on, but it wouldn't come off of sleep mode, which happens sometimes, especially if I, like, just close it on accident and then reopen it too fast, and I have to, like, click the space bar a couple times to get it to load, and then it goes to, like, the startup screen, and then it goes straight, it's confusing, but it's because my computer is kind of glitchy right there. Um... But I did that, and then you had to, like, spend a couple hours fixing it, and then I finally got on it, and, um, I mean, I expected all my wallpapers and stuff that was on my desktop to not be there, of course, because I upgraded to a new version, I would have to put put it there again, but... When I opened Firefox, like, I, it took me a couple minutes to find where the close button was because the top applications bar was blocking it. It it never shows unless I click, unless I right click um, on the bottom bar, I right click over the, the, where it is, the tab that it's on. If I right click it and then I go to move, which is right under maximize and right over resize, if I click move and then I move it a little bit, it goes back to like this, not the screen size, but a little bit less than the screen size so I can actually exit out. But when I don't do that, I can't exit out, which is really annoying, especially if I don't want to spend 25 minutes trying to exit out all my stuff. And I don't want to have to go to the bottom of the screen and exit out of it. And I don't have a preference bar anymore. I have applications places and there's no preference bar. And I don't know how to get it back because whenever I right click on the top bar, it doesn't it doesn't give me anything, so I don't know how to get that back, and I can't go to the preference bar and try and change that. Okay, what when you say preference bar, what kind of preferences are you looking for? Like when I had on the other version, I had the preference bar and I clicked on it, and it had like the screen timeout, the um the brightness volume. It had well, not really brightness volume. It had like the uh, keyboard shortcuts. It had the uh the customize your Firefox thing or whatever it's called, where you choose the color and everything of all your windows. Um, it, it had the customize, it had, uh, you can choose your, like, mouse size, color thing. Uh, you could choose the font everything was in, stuff like that. It was all in the preferences, and now I don't have a preferences. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's step back a second. Let me explain a little bit to our lovely listeners. Uh, what kind of happened during the install? You started off the inst- the upgrade process to upgrade from um, Natty Narwhal, which is 11.04, and it asked you if you wanted to install 11.10, which is Oneric Ocelot. Oneric Ocelot. Um, so you and I had said maybe you want to try out the new Ubuntu, right? And and so you went ahead and clicked go ahead and upgrade when that popped up the window, correct? Yeah. And it went through. Now, during the install process, you waited forever and ever and ever, right? Yeah, I waited like, I started at at like 2 o'clock, and it it was like 6 o'clock, and it was still only 25%. Okay, and... and, If not, uh, less. And we had, um... And my my internet wouldn't connect, so... when When I had got it, you had restarted the machine. And what I did was, what happened was it came up in a black screen, correct? And that, yeah. that's what you remember. Now, what I had to do is I had to do, um, I went over to another console, I logged in, and then as root, I did DPK, DPK, DPKG-H, 
uh, or dpkg reconfigure, I think it was, dash A is what it told me to do, and continue the installation process. It went all the way through. I had talked a little bit about this on tilts and how much of a pain in the butt it was. It was not very nice. Um, after all the packages were installed, I did a an apt-get safe upgrade to make sure that everything was was uh, upgraded it ran through some more installation crap and then i did it again and it said everything was updated i rebooted we didn't get a desktop long story short it turned out that uh light pm which is uh replaced gdm was not running properly um why it was running properly don't know switched it over to gdm uh until i had erroneously said ubuntu is using system d but it's actually still using upstart and uh, trying to figure that out how to get that to stay. Uh, once that was fixed, it going into GDM worked like a charm. Um, it was defaulting to the Ubuntu Netbook Remix, Unity Netbook Remix. Uh, I switched it to um, just, well, they don't call it Unity in the drop down menu, it's just called Ubuntu Netbook Remix. Then there's Ubuntu um, Desktop, there's Ubuntu 2D Desktop. They're all Unity-based, and they were completely different than what you're used to under GNOME. In fact, you had seen the Unity-based one on the uh, Netbook Remix. You did not like it uh, back when we originally had your system. We switched it back over to Classic GNOME. I pulled down Classic GNOME. Uh, actually, I think it might even be GNOME 3 is what it is right now. And it's still a lot like in Unity in some respects of how it looks, you're not as accustomed to that. And I think what you're fighting against here when you're talking about your windows and stuff and not being able to minimize, maximize, and close up. All your applications start full screen now, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is Unity. That's Ubuntu decided that every application should start full screen. Every application, they have moved. Where you're used to the menu bar being on an application, like in the window of the application, right? It is now a universal menu bar at the top of the screen where you're used to seeing, um, like, the uh, GNOME menu, your preferences, like you said, and all sorts of different things like that. Huh? Uh, that that has been replaced by the universal menu bar. Now, this is what we can do, Paige. You have a couple of choices here, and choice is always great. You can, one, leave it as it is and learn how to work with it. You could two... Instead of using GNOME and Unity, you could switch over to XFCE, which is another desktop that I have installed on there. Um, there's some subtle differences to it, but it's a lot of people who do not like the new look of GNOME 3 and do not like Unity have migrated to uh, XFCE. Or you could switch distros and go to something like Linux Mint or... A different distribution and it would alleviate some of that stuff now those choices are all yours and you can think about them let's hear what you have this you don't have to answer now but I'm just Good, saying I'm not gonna answer now <laughs> I have no idea I mean all I know is I don't like this okay I mean it's not that I personally have a grudge with it it's that it's just not very user friendly for me. It's very difficult to navigate around and it's uncomfortable to use. 
Well, let me say so. You you can have a grudge against it, Paige. You don't have to like it. Well, I mean, it's not that different from when I used to have. I mean, the only thing that's that different for me is the preference bar and the stupid universal tool, whatever you said. I That's the only thing I don't like about it. I mean, otherwise, it looks pretty much the same to me. But it's kind of uncomfortable to use with those two things that I kind of took for granted before gone. It's, I don't really enjoy using it. Well, let's let, let's try this. We'll do this later on. Why don't we switch you over to XFCE because it's already installed on there and ready to go, and we'll see if you like that any better. Okay. That later. All right. And uh, anything else you want to say about it? Yeah. Okay. Let's go back now and tell us about Beneath the Steel Sky. Okay. Um. Well, I used Beneath the Steel Sky. I played it for, like... Well, first off, the intro was, like, 25 minutes long. And, um... Sound quality wasn't that bad. But it's an old game, isn't it? Yes, it is. It wasn't... It it was actually pretty good. Um, the graphics were something I would expect from an old game. Blocky, but still, you know, pretty good, recognizable. Kind of like something from a Mario game or something like that. The graphic quality in a Mario game. Um, and so, like, after the intro started, you're it just puts you in this room and you walk up the stairs and you're on this platform and they're not very good with the instructions. Like, there's nothing that tells you what to do. You basically have to fend for yourself until you figure out where you're supposed to go in that frame. What you're supposed to do. Which took me about five minutes to do that. And then I found out that I had to get a certain thing from the off the wall. And then I had to go over to this door that wouldn't open. And I had to open it. And it was kind of confusing because I learned out the hard way that if you walk down the steps, you'll get shot. Or you can even reach the bottom level. Um, <laughs> it was kind of funny, though, because you got shot and you fell off the steps and you landed headfirst onto the floor. Um, but anyway, you... Um, you know what? But Stop you right there, because this is what I'm going to tell you. Say, don't talk about the specifics of this game anymore. Because okay. it would ruin... This, this type of game... It's like a, a adventure puzzle game uh-huh. and those little things. Um, people who haven't played it yet and who might want to play it, if you reveal those things, it will ruin huh. the gameplay for them. Okay. Because I haven't played it fully yet, and now I want to play it. Because um, it sounds... So tell me, how, did, how far did you get? How far? I did, got... Like... Well, it doesn't really have markers... But I guess you could say that I got to the fourth frame in terms of, like, each frame of the game, each different room. I'm using the room loosely because they're not each different room. Sometimes they're, like, hallways. Some, it's um, But I, I guess I got to, like, the fourth 
frame and then I was just so confused because I was just going back and forth in between each room and I was trying to figure out what to do and I couldn't figure out what to do because there was one no instructions and it, you you didn't get any clues really and two I wasn't even sure what I was supposed to do after that um so basically it was about 25 minutes of gameplay until I was stuck and about 10 minutes after that, trying to figure it out, and then finally being like, okay, I gotta go to bed anyway. So I just kind of log, uh, I just kind of shut it off, and it automatically saves, I think. I just kind of shut it off, and then I put it away, I went to bed. Um, overall, it was, it was a pretty interesting game until I couldn't figure out what to do. <laughs> um, yeah, these games, the Scum V games... LucasArts and stuff like that released them uh, back in the late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s. Did uh, one of them's uh, Monkey Island, which is extremely popular. Um, they're point and click adventure games where you have to yeah. solve puzzles like that. Uh, I I just reviewed um, one that I picked up from the humble indie bundle called Trauma. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll slap that on your machine to give it a try. It's it's a really interesting one. It's just like that. You fire this game up, you don't have any instructions. You yeah. just need to figure out what you have to do. And, you know, you, huh. you're told, like, in trauma, you're told uh, you have an objective, and it says, like, find the ghost, and then you got to find the, the ghost. And it's, it's like that. You have a bunch of different pictures uh-huh. or screens that you go through to solve puzzles. With this, I don't even think it had an objective. You kind of just, like... I think the objective that it gave you was the objective you used to beat the game. Like, or, like... The objective they give you at the very beginning of the game is, like, get out of this place or something like that. I don't know, but it's, like... It seems that that's the whole entire point of the game. So I I don't quite know what it how it's going with the objective thing and yeah it really doesn't give you any instructions whatsoever and it doesn't give you any tools either you gotta find all your own tools and that's the challenge of these games yeah especially because like the tools aren't like in some games they'll be shiny like I've seen pictures I've seen things on the internet like uh, it's shiny by game standards it must be important you know, when things like glow or shine or sparkle or something like that, and you, you click on them and they turn out to be an important tool. In this game, there's nothing that separates the object that you need from anything else. You're pretty much just clicking randomly until you see something that might be useful. And it's really confusing because the game doesn't have much color in the rooms. It's kind of just like gray and beige coloring and so you see something that stands out as a different color and you keep clicking on it thinking it might be another tool even though it isn't and then there's something else that might be a tool like a gray pipe amongst a heap of trash metal or something it's just confusing some some parts are confusing and then once you get it like the next five parts are easy and then it's like like level 10 difficulty Anything else you want to say about it? Um, I want to go back and try and play the game through, because it is an interesting game, and it seems to have an interesting story to it. Uh, I I would probably, out of five penguins, I would probably give it 
uh, three. And the reason I would take away two penguins was because, I mean, I know it's probably, there's probably a point to not giving any instructions, but it's kind of difficult when there's no instructions and there's no, like, there's, it's just, it's kind of difficult. So I would probably give it a three or three and a half. But I'm not saying it's a bad game. Because it is a good game. It's just kind of difficult to figure out. Alright, Page of Rage. So, we yeah. had, um... <clears throat> I forget who it was. We got an email or it was... I don't think it was a forum posting. Um, <clears throat> somebody had asked about... How do you, um... Now you, you use Linux. You're proud to use Linux. I've heard you talk about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that heated you... argument with my friend. My well, Windows-using friend. Before we get that. to that, before we get to that, one of the questions that had come to us was, um, what do people think about when they hear that you use Linux? Um, what experiences have you had with regards to that? And you could talk about your, your talking with your friend before, too. Was that Was that an email? I think that was an email, right? It might have been. <clears throat> trying to find the email so I can get, like, answer the question directly. Answer my question. Okay, what was your question? Like, what do people say when they hear do that? Do they ever say Linux? anything? Yeah, do they ever say anything? Do they know? Yes, do they, they do. They, they, it's a very wide, it's actually surprisingly a wide range of things people say. Sometimes I get a high five. That's very rare. But sometimes I find an occasional Linux user in my school or just randomly out somewhere when I'm with my friends or my friend's family or something like that. But sometimes there's that, that, that one glowing light in the dim, dark school or place or, or room of life that uses Linux that I find. And I'm just like, so excited. And I'm like, yes, you are our future. Thank you so much. And, and they share my excitement. And then there's the people who have no idea what Linux is. And I kind of explain it to them. And they're just like, so why, do, why don't you use my, uh, Microsoft or Windows or something like that? And I try to explain to them that it's completely different. And I don't use Microsoft or Windows because I don't like them. And I like Linux because... Just because I've had a history with Linux that's good, and I've had a history with Microsoft and Windows that's not so good in school and stuff like that, and I would have preferred to never have used have to have used. I think it's Microsoft. I don't think they use Windows. Uh, I would prefer to never have to use that. I just don't like how anything is set out or what you have to do to do stuff. It's just crazy. And then they don't understand, and they're just like, well, yeah, whatever. I don't really care about computers that much anyway. And I'm like, then why are we talking about this? So, and then the other response I would get is, Linux is stupid. Because people can be ignorant, and they hear very, I want to say false, but they don't hear much about it. And the things that they do here are not positive things. And so they think Linux is a big bad monster that's out to get Microsoft and Windows and destroy everything. And that's not true because Linux is a great thing and people don't really know that Linux is a great thing. A lot of people don't know that Linux is a great thing. And it's a shame that they don't know because Linux is a great thing. But I, you know, I respect people's opinions and I'm just like, okay, man, if, if you don't really like Linux, I understand that. But I do. So let's just leave it at that. 
we don't have to go into it anymore. But, you know, it kind of hurts me a little bit because Linux is like part of my family. It's like another person. It's, I love it so much. And I don't like it when other people badmouth it, so. Why, why, why do they think Linux is that kind of threat to Microsoft or whatever? I mean, trying to just, wait, destroy Microsoft? I don't know. Um, I think some people think it's like stealing, I guess, and that it's it's dumb. And I think some people think it's a bunch of people who sit around and take things and get free stuff and hack all the time. But it's not. It's people who give to other people and try and change things and help people out with different things and it's not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. And people just hear it wrong. Um, well, you, we can say that, it one, it, well, it's not stealing, but two, there's a lot of free, as in um, both free of cost and free as in liberty or free software that you can view the code and yeah, people and I sharing. Yeah, and I think that's where people get the idea that it's a bad thing, like you shouldn't get that stuff for free. Because it's like, you shouldn't be able to get this for free, you should have to pay for it, and you shouldn't be able to change it because it's something somebody else did. But I think Linux is great like that because people do make stuff, and people people allow other people to change what they made for good, for the, for a, for the better, and let other people use it and change it and use it and share with other people. And I think that's a good thing. I like sharing. It makes people happy. Now, when you say that people say about, I mean, we, we can also say that the people who work on Linux and a lot of people involved in Linux are also involved in hacker community. And there is a big difference between hacking which is exploration and taking things apart and learning how things work, and cracking, which is the darker side of of breaking in and stealing people's information and stuff like that. See, I think that's I think that's the thing people don't understand. I don't think people understand the difference between hacking and cracking, especially because I think people think that hacking is the worst thing on earth and you will get in so much trouble for it when it's really not. It's cracking that's the the bad thing. But because people hear things like the Linux hackers or Hacker Public Radio, stuff like that, they think, oh my gosh, it must be a bad thing. Because people can hack and people who are associated with Linux are talked about being hackers, even though it's not really a bad thing. And I think that's where people get the idea that Linux is not good. Have you ever tried? I know a few people who think Linux is cheating. Cheating out with software and... You should pay. F- you should use Microsoft for Windows, and you should pay for it all. Have you ever tried to counter, provide a counterpoint to the whole hacker cracker argument? What do you mean by that? Like, have you ever have you have you ever tried to um, say you know you your perceptions of a hacker is incorrect? Well, I guess you could say that most of the time. I just kind of. Let it go and let them think what they want to think because – well, not what they want to think, but I let, I let them have their own opinions because one, especially at school and stuff, I don't really want to get into a big argument. I'm, the, I'm not there to get into arguments. I'm there for an education, which a lot of people don't understand. And two, sometimes people can't be saved. Sometimes 
they're just too far gone and they're just it's too far and I'm just gonna leave it to somebody else but when I get a chance I think it's a good idea I will try and explain to somebody the difference between hacking and cracking and why it's not really a bad thing and why the the Linux users that hack are not bad people but well the media... sometimes sometimes people are just unwilling to listen oh there there is that and the media has done a fantastic job of shedding negative light on the concept of hacking yeah that's that's also the thing now, people what... hear about it and they're just like oh that must be a very bad thing and the people I associate myself with that i i am really surprised that that uh, aside from contact with you that your friends have actually and people have actually heard about linux Oh yeah, a lot of people a lot of people that I know, a lot of people have heard about Linux whether it's just oh yeah, I heard it in some sort of, you know, report or I heard it in like on the news or something. A lot of people have heard the name Linux, whether they know what it is or what it's associated to, I don't know. But they've heard what Linux is and whether they've heard that it's tied to people who are stealing stuff or whether it's tied to good people who are trying to share with their community I don't know but a lot of people have heard the name Linux before that I know I don't know outside of people I know but a lot of people that I know have heard the name Linux before when when they when people that, that you're talking with um get the impression that you should not use it because it's stealing and it's they have the idea that it's pirating software and and stuff. Um, I have two questions about that. One, um, is this kids? Uh, I would say, you know, students or your friends that are your age. Is it uh, also include adults? And do they think that that should software should be paid for, or do they think that Linux is actually pirating software and stealing software from Microsoft? run on computers. Okay, I'm going to answer your second question first cuz I'm afraid I'll forget it. Um I think I don't think it's a matter of whether you're paying for the software or not. I think it's a matter of I think they think that Linux is pirating information. I don't think that well that's what I think. Um and I I don't like that they think that because it's not true. And I mean Linux is not derived from Microsoft or Windows. It's its own thing. It was created by a group of people. It was not created, branched off from either company stealing their software or not. It's making its own thing. It's its its, its own thing. It's Linux. It's not Microsoft. It's not Windows. It's Linux. It has really nothing to do with the other, with the other two except that it run on a computer. It's used for a computer. Or a phone or something like that. It's used as software for software. It's and that's what I don't like is that people they just they automatically think of Windows or Microsoft and they just think that Linux is the bad side, like the bad side of mon a monopoly. They think it's the bad neighborhood where you only got to pay like sixty dollars for each little house. I mean, and they think that Microsoft and Windows is like the boardwalk of it all. But it's not. 
Just because Linux is a small or less known thing does not mean it's the bad part. It is good. And I love it. And I think other people really need to broaden their horizons when it comes to technology. Well said. Um, and I, I, uh, the other ahead. question, uh, when you asked if it's like more adults or more children or children and adults, uh, I hear it's not really said that I don't I, I don't think I've ever really heard anybody say, oh, they're they're a bunch of bad people, aren't they? But people get very offensive they get very defensive when i talk about linux and i tell them that it's not a bad thing it's a good thing it's actually i like it better than microsoft or windows mostly kids because uh i i talk to a lot of kids of course because i go to school and um but i have actually been around my friends or something and their parents or grandparents hear me talking about Linux and I think I've heard, had like one or two times where they tell me that they don't use Linux because they don't believe it's right or something of something in that context that it's not it's it shouldn't be used and I get kind of put down it saddens me because even adults they just believe anything they hear or they don't even look into what they believe and they don't go and they find they don't find out if it's really such a bad thing cuz it's not and you know sometimes i just i just nod my head and say okay if that's what you believe then that's fine but i don't i don't like that people just go on a whim and they automatically assume that linux is a horrible thing because it's not that's that's actually that really surprises me um, and it should, I guess maybe it shouldn't because we've heard about this a lot, mythical FUD spreading machine that in, le leads people to thinking all those things that you're saying, but I've never actually experienced it and it, it blows me away. And, uh, I, and I know you're, you're in school learn and it's tough talking to people sometimes, um, counteracting people's arguments, but don't be afraid to say, look, you're wrong. That's not what it is all. That's not it at all. And yeah, uh, I, I'm not like I know. I sound like the awesomest person ever, and I seem like I could just crush anybody's argument in a minute. But I don't like arguing with people. But Linux would probably be one of the only obsessions. I mean, not obsession. I'm I'm sorry. The only uh, the only um, what what word am I looking for? The only uh, objection to that? I think that's the word I'm looking for. Okay. The only objection to... Do you mean, like, you would normally the not only... argue with somebody, but because it's yeah, a topic of um, Linux, you would object with them? Um, Linux, why I cut my hair as I do, and why I like anime and manga would probably be the only... the only thing I would argue about, because Linux is a big part of my life. And it's not like it's wedged its way in there. It's I've opened my heart to Linux, and I know that it's something that will never let me down because I trust in it so much. And it really, it really bothers me when people just say whatever they want about Linux whenever it's brought up or whenever I say that I use Linux and they just go off telling me that's a bad thing to do when they don't know anything about it. And so... I get very defensive and 
I start making snap arguments and I'm just like, I don't really want to talk to them at the moment because it's just, it makes me so distraught that somebody would say something so bad about something that's such a big part of my life. But then I just got to go, man, you know, you don't know what you're talking about and you need to go look up this wonderful thing and you need to get your facts straight about it because it is not a bad thing at all. And it's kind of hard to say that sometimes, but sometimes it's necessary. Well, that, that's a, that's a really interesting thing. And, and uh, I am, I am guarantee that there are going to be so many people that are really going to be somewhat floored by what you said and very interested in hearing what you said. Um, and, and I, I, I would be, flabbergasted if we didn't get a lot of comments on on that topic there um that 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 is pretty eye-opening and very 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 interesting i guess <laughs> it is it is i guarantee you, you're going to hear a lot of feedback from this um but scary as that is or as interesting as that is you have anything else you want to add on to that topic um well, I don't really remember where the topic started, um, <laughs> but no, not really. I think I've said all that needs to be said about how I feel on the whole Linux, is it good, is it bad issue, and uh, maybe we should just move on to a lighter topic. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to... How, how far are we? Uh, uh, you mean how long have we... We're almost an hour into the show, and I don't want to... I know you have some other work to do tonight, so let, yeah. let's let's go on. Um, let's talk about some GIMP stuff, Paige, because I know. All people, right. Uh, first off, <laughs> I want to um go into these in a little more detail. We're going to be putting these up on the website. I don't know how we're going to put them up yet. There's a lot of stuff that you did. Well, let's see what we maybe what we, we shouldn't put it all up. It's not all good. Some of it is just freestyle boredom. Babies, uh, a lot of it is kind of, nah, not really that good. So maybe just some of it. But don't, it's already I don't all wanna... up there. It's in the, oh, we'll, we'll have, okay. I don't know, I, we'll, we'll worry about that later. But first off, what I want to talk about is the one that, um, one that draws a lot of interest to me, uh, was, I mean, they all do, but what I find very fascinating was you did, well, the first time I saw it, I was blown away. Um, Dark Angel, Dark Anime Angel. Um, now, this is not an image that you drew. You no, had, God, no. <laughs> you had taken this image. Now, I think if you work, you could probably draw this. Um, and if you learn Link Inkscape, you could probably get this into a computer after you draw it. But well, well, I could probably traditionally draw it. Yes. But I could, I can, I don't think I could draw that on the computer. But I could probably traditionally draw it and then like put it into the computer. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> now, what you did here is it, when you see the image, the original image, it's a lot of it is grayscale. I guess I don't know what what you. But it's. it's... What? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's it's pretty much. It's close to like a black and white drawing, except for the hilt and pommel of her sword is gold. And the her wings are kind of tinted a little bit orangey red. 
Yeah, I see yes. some spots where you can see that. Yeah, now, and her eyes, I think they're purple. Are they? I gotta zoom in. Yeah. Yeah. Let me zoom in on that. Okay, yeah, they're kind of a... purple grayish. Okay, I can and see that. And she's got a little bit of purple tints on her wings. Kind of... Yeah, so basically very black, white, gray coloring. Um, so wings themselves are kind of like, you see a little bit of orangish tinge on there, so maybe a little bit of purple, but primarily, um, you know, white into a dark grayish color. And, and her hair is supposed to be pretty much white. Yeah. But what you had done, which I, I find really, really, really well done too, and I'm trying to find some flaws in it. Uh, I'm not a graphic designer, but anyway, what you had done is you had darkened the wings to be a lot blacker, um, a darker, closer to black. You changed her hair color to red, and you also changed her eyes to green. Yeah. And how did you do it? Because it looks... I mean, I'm going between the two. And it just looks... Whoever drew this, fantastic job. I kind of like yours better. Your additions <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, I like... I think I like my colorings better. The 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 picture itself is amazing. But I kind of like the red and the red hair and the green eyes, and I kind of like the darker wings. I don't know. I think it gives the whole dress a good contrast. But yeah, go on. <laughs> How did you do this? Um. Well, first I went on YouTube like a couple months ago, maybe like two months ago, and I found this tutorial on how to change hair color. And basically, what you do is you go to the bottom corner and it's got the uh, quick mask and I didn't use that it like surrounds the whole thing in red and it makes it uh, and and you can like you can color on it it turns it white and that section becomes colored and I didn't use that the reason I didn't use that was because I tried using it at first but the area especially since her hair is just so it's so there's so many different little pieces everywhere that I would have to be zooming in like 800 and then zooming back out and in and back out. And it was just too much work when I could just use a simpler method. So for this, I would not use the quick mask, but for other things, I would probably use the quick mask. But if you know that you have like an area that you're not going to be able to get in without zooming in and out over and over again, then you should probably just go over and use the paths tool, which is what I used. I, I completely selected all of her hair, made sure to get all of it, um, which is easy to do as long as you make sure that it's not the, uh, the whole air, the whole, the whole, you, you select what you can and then make sure it's not selected anymore. And then you go down and you do the bottom and then you make sure that's not selected anymore. And then you do the top and you should have it all pretty much each part of her hair that you can see selected. And then I, I clicked selection from path because I was not stroking it. I was trying to just get it all selected. Um, and then once I did that, I went over to the bucket fill. Oh, before I did all this, I made sure to create a new layer. Because if you don't, it the bucket fill might turn out weird. 
and you might want to undo it and if you don't have a new layer it's kind of difficult and also uh you can do different things with a new layer and to make it look good you have to use a new, new layer and i'll sh i'll explain why you need to use new uh, use a new layer at one certain point it's really important um and then you have that all filled in. You fill it in with the color you want. And I chose this red color. I actually had mom help me a little bit because I wasn't sure what, like, color red I should use. So I picked a pretty pale pinkish red color. And I pretty much filled it all in. And then I went to the layers. And I clicked, I selected the layer that it was on. And I went to mode. And I clicked color. And it basically just, like, forms to the to the 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 shading the shadows and the lights of her hair and it, it it basically just makes like a mask of red it's not like a solid color it's kind of like making it transparent a bit transparent but um but it's it's better quality and and then i just pretty much with her that's pretty much all you had to do with the hair as long as you didn't mess up with any red bit, uh, any red parts when you were adding it, and if you mess up, you pretty much have to just redo the whole thing, which is a pain in the butt. But uh, there's really no way around that. And uh, and then for the eyes, oh, I did pretty much the same thing with the wings too. And um, the wings were actually easier than the hair because they were all one thing. There was nothing in front of them that made it so that I would have to like stop make sure it wasn't selected and then go to a different part of the wings except for right underneath her chin there's a little bit of her wings right there but um i just selected that all and then i made it a bit darker and then i hit a uh, mode color and it contoured to the wings shading and highlights and then for her eyes i pretty much just hit um i hit the paths tool and i selected her her eye the part that the color part of her eye and um i did the same thing i just filled it in with the green and i can't remember if i hit mode color or if i just changed the opacity because i think it works out the same either way with the eyes because it's not that much of a difference except for the little fleck of light so either or would be okay, but if you want a consistency, you would just do the mode color. Uh, mode color. That's pretty kooky. That is awesome. Now, how long did this take? Now, is that the same process you did with the wings? Yeah, pretty much. Except I did one wing at a time, so I don't think the sh the color is one hundred percent the same on both wings, and it really shouldn't be. Because one wing is farther back than the other, so one wing would be a darker color. So, yeah. So, I did one wing and then I did the other as I saw fit. And it's really important to make each different selection, like the hair, one layer, then another layer, and do the wing, one wing on that layer, then another layer, do the other wing, and then another layer, and do the eyes. So that you can change, like, the wing color, or the hair color, or the eye color without changing something else. Or the, the opacity, or uh, the mode, or anything without changing anything else in that layer. And not having to select it all again. That is pretty, that is pretty darn cool. That is very pretty. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it, the whole thing only took me about 
eye, like it's literally his eye, like his character has that design for his eye. Uh, I did that one because I just needed, I, I didn't have any more drawing paper and I needed some way to get it out so I could actually start writing my story about my characters. And, uh, and it's very like, if I, I had this dream and so I had to make it into a story and it was kind of difficult to start it without drawing something because I had so many ideas for character designs in my head that it was getting, it was cluttering my idea process and I couldn't even start writing. Um, so basically I had to do this and then I couldn't draw the whole, his whole body on uh, GIMP because I just didn't have the time or the patience and I was very stressed out about the whole thing. And so mom took me to get drawing paper and pencils and stuff like that. And then I started drawing and I drew him and I basically, this was my first design for his eye. And I don't know if I used it. I don't think I'm going to use it, but I drew it anyway. Um, and that's the reason I drew it. I just need to get the idea down. Uh, I basically just used the paths tool and a paint brush, and I think I might have used the pencil and the airbrush. Oh, yeah, it nice. wasn't that hard. No, I'm, I'm going to say this again, looking at these. Once you learn and master a little bit of those paths tools, which you obviously have, um, you're going to find that doing this in Inkscape is going to be a lot better and a lot easier. Because I think you already have some of this basic knowledge. You transition that over to Inkscape, you're going to find that you're going to be able to draw a whole lot faster or design a whole lot faster and, a, and, and some, a whole lot easier under something like Inkscape as compared to doing this kind of work under the GIMP. Now, I do believe the, a lot of what you could do would be draw it in Inkscape, export it out, and pull it into the GIMP and do a lot of the coloring. might be easier to do it in GIMP. But uh, that's some really good stuff. But I, let's, let's, one more. Let's talk about the swan. Because I, I do, the swan looks to me, what I, what I want to say about the swan is it is elegant and it's just so, like, simple. It almost looks, it looks almost like a little simple, but I would never have probably thought of doing this. Well, I probably wouldn't have thought of doing it either because it's called Accident Swan for a reason. It was a complete accident. I was, uh, because my GIMP, oh, that's another reason I had to restart my computer. My GIMP uh, paintbrush tool wasn't working. It wasn't drawing anything. And so I had to restart my GIMP and, uh, well, my computer and see if GIMP would restart too. And it did. And I was just messing around with the pencil tool. And when you use the pencil tool, uh, None of the brushes, the different brushes, if it's like a certain shape, it won't come up as that shape with the pencil tool. That's what I figured out is the difference between the pencil and the paintbrush. If you have like, there's a, there's like a circle, it's kind of like a 3D circle and it's in like a square box and the pencil tool will just make a square box. It won't make a circle. You have to use the paintbrush for that or the airbrush. Uh, but what I figured out with the, I was just fooling around with the pencil brush, cause, uh, the pencil tool, I mean, not pencil brush, that would make no sense at all. The pencil tool is that uh, I was just messing around with it because I've never really used it before. I don't use it a lot because I have the paintbrush tool and I thought they were pretty much the same thing, 
thing, which they weren't. I find the paintbrush tool more convenient. Um, but anyway, I was going down to the brush dynamics, and I was me messing with the fade out, the uh, uh, basically the fade out first, and I, I, I kind of got bored of that. All I did was basically draw a bunch of lines that faded out and stuff like that, and a couple Japanese characters that looks pretty cool. And then I applied a little bit of jitter to the fade out. <laughs> And it kind of looked like a very rough line. It was only like 0.10 or something. It wasn't that much at all. Um, but then I just unclicked the fade out. And then I uh, I was playing with the apply jitter. And I did it about like uh, probably three, uh, two to three. Somewhere in between two and a half to three um, in the amount. And... I was playing with that, and I was just moving it all over the screen. And while I did that, I accidentally made the figure of a swan. Like the head and the neck. And then I just made the, the beginnings of a body, and I kind of colored all around it with the jitter, which give it, gives it bleh, gives it, which gives it that kind of like splotchy look. And then I kind of just like kept editing it, the, the face and the neck a little bit, so it looks more like elegant and uh, and easily moving and flowing, and then I just kind of stopped, and it was everything I wanted. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Stuff. People are going to be really interested in that. Well, I guess we better stop this show, because you got science project to do. Anything else you want to add before we close up? Um. Well, I could add, uh, there was something I was going to do this show but we just had so much stuff packed into it i figured i would just say i would do it next show somebody asked in uh an email i think i can't remember who it was and i was looking for it but i couldn't find it somebody asked if uh if something on the show would be that we could that i could explain uh my history with linux um since when have I used it and how have I used it uh, throughout my life? And I figured maybe we could do that next episode. I could just explain how I started with Linux and how I progressed through life using Linux. Uh, I don't know. But I just wanted to say that maybe that would be a possibility for next show if you guys wanted that. I mean, I don't have to do that. But I thought it was an interesting thing. No, oh, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. Yeah. So, But uh, is there any homework for me? Yes. Um, I'm trying to remember what we said email for the show was. What? Email for the show? Yeah. Remember? I have no clue. Hold on. I thought I set that up to bounce. I thought it was show. Show... Um. Oh yeah. Feedback at Linux in the house dot. Yeah, whatever. feedback at Linux in the house dot org. Yeah, dot org. Feedback at Linux in the house dot org sends us email. Also, show at Linux in the house dot org. Both of us. So show or feedback will reach both of us. Are you sure show reaches me? Yep. Didn't you make feedback because show wasn't reaching me? Yeah, they both are the same thing. Okay, then. Uh, yeah, they both go to the same place. So you should get either one. Post on the on the forums. Or not on the forum, on the uh, 
On the uh, blog, too, is acceptable comments. We'd love to hear from you. Paige, your homework for next week, obviously, is to... um, Next week, next show, is to play... Actually, try out Battle for West North once we get it working on your system. Okay. And to uh, create some ringtones and talk about how you created the ringtone with Audacity. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I was doing when it was when it closed out. Yeah, okay. I was just going to create uh, ringtones for my favorite episode, but I guess I'll do some other things too, other ringtones and stuff. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so anything else? We just close it up. Want to say um, bye-bye? Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else to add there. It seems right. like a good homework. Nothing technical needed. Well, nothing too technical needed, I mean. Well, we'll get to those later on down the line. Yeah, yeah, but, sure. No uh, no need to explain it to me now. Good. I have so a, much stuff going on right now. I probably won't be able to get it out until, like, definitely not this week because my science fair project, but maybe I could try and do it around Thanksgiving time. We, we will we will be back soon. So we want to thank everybody yeah. for listening, and thank you, Paige. Great job. Say bye-bye, thank Paige. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Linux in the house. Shizzle McNizzle. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. Ready then. Oh, this is only episode six. Forever. All right. <clears throat> you ready to swing a ding ding a ling a do? Never say that ever again. Then I yes I am. All righty, baby. On your mark. Get set. Are you ready? It's-a me, it's-a Pageo! Oh. Alright, here we go. Australian countdown. Three, six, seven, five, two, one.